If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to the Three Red Lights Podcast. This is episode number 140. I'm your host, Eric Bredvig. With me is the bearded Charles Onyet. I feel like an executive in this place. You look like <laughs> the... Just uh, lounging, la. leaning back. You look like the original conviction version of Sam Fisher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was very disappointed when they did away with uh, the original draft or whatever that was. I heard it's because they couldn't get your likeness. <laughs> they couldn't get the rights to use yeah. the Onyet. There were likeness. a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, negotiations. I'm not really at liberty to talk about that. <laughs> Long-time listeners will, of course, recognize that voice as uh, Mr. Hillary Goldstein. What's up, players? And, of course, everyone who's listened to any podcast ever recognizes our ever. last member, or, Damon Hatfield. Or anybody who's What's had up? any sort of sexual fantasy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, speak, I speak to people in their sexual fantasies. That's true. <laughs> So, what do we got going on this week, Charles? Dude, we're in a new office. We moved. Is that on the agenda? No, I didn't put that on. There. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't talk about it. It's not on the agenda. Okay, sorry. I mean, this is no, our... don't stick to the agenda. <laughs> the agenda's terrible. The agenda's absolutely horrible. We cannot stick to that. It would be, it would be, it would be bad. But, uh, yeah, we're in a brand new recording area that has lots of space in it. Yeah, this is a much nicer podcast room than yeah. our last one. Uh, it's amazing. It's an a- First of all, it's an actual room, not like a storage closet, mm-hmm. which I think is a big point. Uh, it's got like a cool brick wall. We've already got our first decoration, which is a cool jet set radio um, like sticker thing that is like full size. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And uh, it is awesome, although it's the only one in here, so <laughs> yeah, it's a little imposing. He's, well, he's looking a little lonely over there. We should say, I mean, I think a lot of people, I know definitely GameScoop listeners know about the stuff that we used to have on the walls, but yeah. some of our 360 users remember some of the the Charles Onyet greatness that was stuck on our old walls. We let that stuff they all go. Call me Mr. Slime. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody calls me that. We tore that, all, <laughs> we tore that all off and decided we would start. Yeah, we're starting. Fresh. Yeah, so if yeah. people want to send us anything in to help decorate, let us know. The, uh, We're having technical difficulties here. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not more, or maybe maybe it should be more Mr. Slime pictures. <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> should. We haven't had any Mr. Slime, new Mr. Slime art in a while. So. That's, that's true. It was a little creepy, though. That's true. We did get some. Did we ever talk about all those awesome uh, Arthur Gee's uh, drawings? No, we didn't. 
Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, was it two podcasts ago that we asked for mm-hmm. that? I brought on Arthur Geese, who came over from Team Xbox, and asked people, based on what he said and his voice, mm. to draw pictures. Some of them were close, and yeah. some of them were way <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> way, well, I mean, what were the way off ones? Were they like, uh, I don't know, dragons or something? Close. Okay. I don't know. I didn't see that. <laughs> I, know, I can't get over how big this room is. We've got it's a lot of spacious. space. It's nice. really spacious. It's so nice. And, and it's good that we have this so much room, because we do have... A brand new uh, star of the podcast. Eric, do you want to introduce our guest? Yes. We have actually now two guests who have joined us here magically. Wow. We have <laughs> Jeff Bell's brother, Bob Bell. And we have Christine Steimer. Hi. Who appeared out of nowhere. Yep. Didn't bring anything with me. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I don't think we need to explain Christine to people. She's no. a girl. She plays games. She works at IGN. Yes. You might need to explain that a little bit. Yeah. Girl that plays Wait, games. What? That's true. That works at IGN. Well, that's I've been actually on kind of like before, an yeah, once true. a million years ago. No. Christine uh, has her Poké Walker. I have with my Poké Walker. <laughs> that's a very Xbox centric. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized it was in my pocket. I was like, what is this? Oh. But maybe Bob Bell needs a little bit of explaining. A little bit. Right? Now, everybody remembers that, you know, Jeff Bell was a big fan of consumer brand marketing as his passion. Mm-hmm. It's the best uh, kind of marketing. Yeah. And when he was on our show for a long time in the beginning, mm-hmm. any time that the Jeff Bell rang, it was because there was some kind of, like, awesome marketing slogan given. Bob Bell, though, is a politician, and he's trying to get a seat in the Senate uh, and he's running on a platform of, you know, better Xbox 360 experience for everybody, which means less broken 360. So naturally, he came to the place where he'd get the word out about his campaign, where yeah. he would reach the, the broadest audience, yes. the Three Red Lights podcast. Yeah. And so, as you <laughs> know, course. Charles, I'm sure you know this, every time the Bob Bell rings, it means that he's gained another vote. So really, okay. TRL has become a campaign platform for Bob Bell. So there might be something that we say or that we see in an email that would suggest, yes, Bob Bell has earned another vote. And our hope is that one we step get closer one step closer to the Senate to, floor. To Senate floor, yeah. Hmm. When are the elections? We don't know a lot <laughs> about <laughs> politics. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know if there was a time frame or something. I wonder what uh, Bob Bell thinks about motion controls. I think he just got a vote from someone. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Natal just voted for Bob Bell. So. <laughs> Natal, Natal is on board. He supports Natal, Natal supports. so Natal supports him. <laughs> That's how it works. He's giving a vote to Natal, so Natal is giving a vote to him. Okay, so well, maybe Bob Bell wants to be swept in with the uh, the Republicans come November or something like that and take over the uh, the Senate, or no, not so much. No. I think Bob Bell is independent. He's independent. Yeah, he's independent. Mm. Oh, okay. Not not affiliated. Yeah, not affiliated. He's really that's only why he's going to about... Three Lights podcast. He has no fundraising. Come on. <laughs> he, he, There's he, a huge Republican base that listens. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, as far as I can tell from our from the emails we've gotten, our readers are predominantly Canadian. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> this is actually what I've got. I believe okay. we have, we have two goals with this. One is first, could we get Bob Bell on a ballot? And then uh-huh. two, if not, could we get people to write Bob Bell in on their ballots? Mm. Even if it's your school election, you know what? Yeah, he's running for Senate, but he'll. Take what he can get. Hey, you gotta, sometimes you got to start you know, small. I learned that from watching the movie Dave. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you have to start yes. grassroots and then build your way up. Well, it could probably work in somewhere like, uh, I don't know, California or San Francisco. I mean, or, uh, people are voting on, uh, what, legalizing marijuana in... Uh, in there you go. Yeah. Marijuana Mar- 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 is on board with Bob. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, gosh. Motion they can all get high and then vote for Bob Bell. Yeah, motion controls and pot, and then you just, like, wind up smacking everything off of your like, Oh, man, TV everything stand. in your house would be broken. 
<laughs> By the way, how awesome are our new offices? Amazing. Amazing. I can't get over how Universal big this, this is. I really can't. I'd give the new office a 10. Wow. Well, yeah, and, and last podcast, Eric, we're talking about being being urban enough because now we are in downtown San mm-hmm. Francisco. We're no longer sort of out near the airport. We got so some tats. Yeah, so we got to work on those face tats. We got to yep. sort I of get some in tats. I'm trying to save up some money so I can get a diamond grill. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we... We could make you one out of tinfoil upstairs if you'd like. Nah. All right. Maybe we should get Just some... Throw it uh, out there. I'm be a real gangster. I mean, dude, it was so awesome yesterday when we got to eat, like, lunch out in a park. Like yeah, actual, cool. genuine Mexican food, not you know something from a taco truck. I was more excited <laughs> about the fact that there are swings, grown-up swing. sized swings, <laughs> over in that park, which is where I will be going after work today. Oh, wow! To go on the swings. I love swings. They're amazing. What um, if they made a Natal swing game? How would that even that work? That would suck. <laughs> you just like yeah, sit on the, the ground and kind of like. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if you know. We're all, we're you just sit on your couch and yeah, kick your legs. There's just clearly magic inside the Natal, and that's how it works. There's some magic there. Just, just the magic does it. But I actually want to be on a swing. Mm, Sitting on my couch is not as fun. It's sort of a strange picture imagining Greg <laughs> pushing you on a swing. <laughs> In sort of like a fatherly way. That's very, a, little, a little weird. Wait, what? <laughs> oh. I don't kid, dad, parents push their kids on swings. All right. I don't need to be but pushed. He, I'm a big but girl. He's right, not okay. her dad. I know. Yeah. I'm just, that's why I'm saying that picture is weird. I mean, you couldn't really. But jump, that's what I You couldn't really jump off the front of that because that would just be a disaster. You can't into your TV. Well, yeah. Oh, if you were into your TV, unless Microsoft put out like body-sized like Wiimote cushion things, like versions Ooh. of that, which I don't think that would really go over very well. I have, a, no. I have a question, Damon. Have you ever gotten so mad at a game that you've thrown your controller? Yeah, I've gotten. Yeah, I've done worse than that. But yeah. So if, <laughs> what's the worst you've done? <laughs> I, I kicked a hole in my parents' bedroom wall. I couldn't figure out how to where to how to start the game Rambo on NES. You that game was so important. Well, when you press start and you actually get in the game. It's like, what are you supposed to do? I can't figure it out. <laughs> so let, me, let me ask this. If you've thrown a controller before because you got angry, yeah. Natal, you are the controller. I know. You're just yeah, going you to throw yourself. Yeah, you're just going to start banging your head against the wall. I think it's the equivalent of like a hip toss. So you just sort of like fling hip yourself toss. over like head first and then do like a flip and land on your back or That'd something. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, Damon, you were at PAX. I was. And you uh, saw a lot of 360 and XBLA titles there, huh? Yeah, that was actually one of the the standout. One of the takeaways from the show is there was a lot of cool XBLA games there. Should we should we just start running running through them all? Yeah. Yes. There's Limbo, which we saw at GDC, but I got to play more of it, and that game is looking fantastic. That's the ty- that's the type of game that when everyone sees it, they stop and they're like, "Whoa, what is this?" Can you explain? I mean, because the, the visual sonnet are yeah. just like striking. Can you kind of explain it's, what it looks like? It looks like it's it's black and white. It has this black and white aesthetic. It's a 2D side scroller sort of like puzzle platformer and you control a little boy and you're uh, searching for your sister in limbo which is the edge of hell uh, and so you'll you'll encounter puzzles in the game and, and basically the, the way the game works is you'll encounter a puzzle and you'll die and then you start back a little bit uh, you know uh, 30 seconds before you encountered it uh, with some idea of how to get around it then so you basically you die a lot but you don't you know, so far from what I can tell you don't really feel frustrated about it. you you learn from your death, and you're like, okay, I, I have an idea of how to approach when you Wait, say, you just die? Yeah. Like, well, it's just, like, you'll, it'll kill you. Like, it's like they're traps. Yeah. So when you say solve, You spring like, a trap, and then you yeah, know it, how it, to get around it's it. Like, okay. It's like platform-based, or... Yeah, you're, yeah, you jump around. Gotcha. Lots of jumping, but you can interact with the environment. There's a lot of physics-based puzzles, uh, a lot of pushing over logs to get across a river, and that sort of thing. How close does that one look to being finished? Like, would that be like a possible Summer of Arcade game? Yeah, or? I think so, that is a possibility for Summer of Arcade. Uh, so that looks really cool. Then there's Hydro Thunder, 
uh, was shown there for the first time, which apparently is an arcade favorite uh, with a lot of people. I never played it in the arcade. It had, okay. it had flashy graphics. That's well, sort of what drew me to that's it. Not, so Hydro Thunder, if you went to the right arcade, because you remember like there was that kind of time where arcades were dying and they freaked out, and so they started just making these arcade cabinets that moved or did crazy things. Mm -hmm. Hydro Thunder, I believe, was the one that actually sprayed like uh, blue cold air on your ass. Whoa. While you were riding, <laughs> riding around on this little motion jet ski thing. You usually have to pay more than that. 50 yeah. cents to get that. I know. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to... Does that just what, what, what come to the that, podcast? That we are explicit. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, but I played it, and it was fun. It's very like an arcade racing style, like uh, uh, like similar to like Wave Race 64 was back in the day. And it looked good. But I, I hadn't, even though I wasn't familiar with it, I, I would see other people come up to it at PAX and play it, and they're like, oh, Hydro Thunder, this is awesome. Well, let me ask this. If Greg Miller had gotten down on his knees and blown hot or yeah. cool air on your butt <laughs> while yeah. you were playing, would it be more enjoyable? <laughs> it would have been a little bit more enjoyable, yeah. <laughs> <Okay. for sure. laughs> <laughs> but it would have been weird if he was pushing Christine on a swing. Yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and then there's also a game called Hydrophobia, which was announced like way back in 2007. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. But now it's finally coming out, and that's very cool. It's like a Tomb, Ra Tomb Raider style action adventure game. Uh, takes place in 3D. It's a third person game, but it's all it takes place in a uh, wrecked like underground ship. Uh, that's been attacked by terrorists, so it also kind of reminds me of Bioshock because it's like a, a destroyed, you know, underwater environment. There's water seeping down the walls everywhere, and water plays a big role in the game. Uh, like a lot of times, you'll be like running down a hallway, and then water will start, will bust through a door and start filling up in the room. And you have to figure out how to get out quickly. So that's cool. They were they were saying that so it's called hydrophobia because the character you play has a fear of water. So at the very beginning of the game, she has to like learn to overcome her fear. And she then... went to the wrong place. Yeah, I know. I don't know like why that. she's out working on this underground <laughs> <Yeah>. or this <laughs> underwater vessel. Anyway, to but... overcome her fear, I guess so. and then it crashes, and then. But eventually, she so she learns to overcome her fear, and then she eventually learns. To, she I think she gets some sort of mystical powers because she learns how to control the water. So that, that's oh, what they're cool. exploiting. I think I think it's cool that we're at a point now where somebody could be describing an XBLA game and say it reminds me of Bioshock. Uh, yes, right? Because yeah. like two That's years ago, thing. right, nobody would ever have said anything like that about an XB leg, and they'd be like, oh, this reminds me of Dig Dug. That's the thing I was thinking of. Because <laughs> like, it is Dig Dug. Like when we got, uh, last summer when we got Battlefield 1943 and Shadow Complex, everybody started talking about, wow, oh, I can't believe, like, these are, you know, these are downloadable games. Downloadable games are amazing these days. But now it's kind of over that. Like, there's, there's so many awesome-looking downloadable games. It's yeah. kind of, it seems quaint to say that, oh, this is amazing for a downloadable game. It's more just like, yeah, this is a great game, you know, and it's mm -hmm. going to come in and a great price and they these they, they're these are totally they've been legitimized in the past couple of years for sure how how was pax east as like a show though was because it was the first pax east that had, it that was, had happened yeah. right uh it was it was smaller than pax west okay uh but uh it was you know it sold out they had a really big turnout it was fun Th there was there was one sad piece of news though about xbla games about right? uh penny arcade adventures yeah too, yeah uh yeah apparently that's not happening uh some someone asked uh Gabe and Tycho, the Penny Arcade guys, about it, and they're like, "Yeah, Hothead's not—they're uh, busy making Death Spank. Right. Uh, right. I want to hear more about that. The Ron Gilbert game. That did, you, did you see it? Or? That wasn't there. No. <sighs> but uh, that game's supposed to be cool. Yeah. So no, Penny Arcade Adventures. I never played the first two games. I know you reviewed them. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like them. Uh, I actually don't find. I mean, I think Penny Arcade's, Arcade's pretty hit and miss. So mm -hmm. I don't really read it very much. Like I don't read Family Circle anymore either because that's not funny. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Mar Marmaduke, though. Marmaduke, though. That's, that's, that's it a gets into the crazy. Darn dog. Family, family Circus is the most infuriating like, 
cartoon strip I've ever... Oh, God, it's so annoying. But it's not even a strip because it's just one moment usually. Or, well, or it's like, it's it's like Sunday. Jeffy yeah. like, or whatever the kid's name is. Jeffy. Like It'll just be the, the panel of like foot, footsteps yes. all over the place. It's like, oh, he went, he he went in the there. sandbox. He's such a, he's such a kid. That's, a he dragged mud into the house. His behavior is so appropriate <laughs> for his age. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. It, I mean, the Family Circle was kind of like the blueprint for the real world. They were like, look, we could do this. He's like, if we just had like really horny teenagers instead of these little kids running around, but the same idea. Just follow them around. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, you see where I'm going yeah. there? No, but so I've, I was never a big Kenny Penny Arcade fan, but I really liked the, the two downloadable games that they did. I thought they were actually really funny, mm-hmm. and uh, they were fun, and especially because there really aren't a lot of um, like RPGs. Uh, for download, even still, yeah. Yeah. Um, and these are kind of like RPG light, but it was kind of cool to see like an old school, like kind of turn-based system that had humor to it. Mm. So I'm actually kind of sad that they're not going to do another one, or at least not for a while. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the second one sold very well. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I know the first one did really well. Yeah, but oh well. So that was disappointing, but it was a fun show, and we did our first live podcast there, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. What? So just like in front of a live crowd, you mean? Yeah. So we, we basically had a, pa- had a panel at the show. IGN had a panel. We used it to record the GameScoop podcast along with uh, GameSpot debriefings. Yeah, nice. The place was, we, we played to a packed house, Charles. Ooh. Very good. Was yeah. there, uh, was, um, were there any festivities happening or, or you know, people? Uh, there are, there are a, uh, beverages being uh, are, consumed? That was later on. We had oh, an okay, after party okay. at a bar around the corner. Nice. Uh, and that was fun, too. We got, we got a little panda. <laughs> Don't mind. Don't mind telling you. It was fun. We had, so we got to meet, hang out with all the fans and party with them. It was great. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to move TRL out into anywhere at any point, Eric. I don't think we're allowed. You're not going to go on the well, cam- campaign trail with Bob Bell? Here's the problem with TRL is that we're not allowed within 1,000 yards of a school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really difficult to start taking on the road. We're also not allowed within 500 yards of any Microsoft executives. Yeah. So <laughs> that makes it really difficult. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess in, in terms of, like, Xbox 360 stuff, like, the biggest thing that's happened, uh, at least this week, is the Modern Warfare, the stimulus package, Ooh. as it's called, which is, which is government-related, so yeah. there we go. It, uh, that's it, been a real debacle, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it stimulated a lot of frustration among people. <laughs> yeah, it stimulated a few uh, a few bugs and stuff, but I, I mean... It stimulated a couple LOLs. A couple lols. Lols. Well, I downloaded it uh, last night, and I still cannot get a match. I didn't, I couldn't play for an entire hour last night. I couldn't get so a match. So Nate, Nate and I downloaded it, and we both managed to get fine matches. But uh, what happens is uh, there's some bug with the map, I guess, on some yeah. some random things, and it makes it kind of look like it's raining blocks, like black blocks everywhere, because <laughs> there's something wrong with the shaders. So it looks ridiculously bad. Yeah, Can it sounds kind of I mean, funny though. It, it okay. does. That's why I was saying it stimulates some lulls because yeah. I saw it and I was like, it looks like really fast space invaders going on. Kinda. <laughs> but, but I mean, do, do you, is this like karma? Is this karma biting Activision in the ass after the recent Infinity Ward firings and such that then they would have this major release, which they're expecting to sell, you know, one or two million but units it, and then to just have it completely blow up in their face? Well, yeah, it, it's that, still going to sell that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just looked around sell, the boards so. and, you know, really? just looking the uh, the matchmaking hoppers and there's like over 200,000 people playing yeah. in those ones but already. Yeah, the, so, I mean, they... That's yeah. like their surefire like moneymaker though, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, with with minimum effort because of all the like the Call of Duty, the past Call of Duty map packs, like the World of War ones, were selling like a million, a million in the like, first week. In the first, yeah, okay. So yeah, selling yeah. ridiculous amounts of of 
uh, copies for it being, what, like three maps or something? The World of War ones were four maps, but one of them was a zombie, a Nazi zombie one. Right. So it was three multiplayer maps plus one of those. Uh, this one is five maps, two of which are just uh, direct pulls from uh, Call of Duty 4 and... With it no is updates 15, with no updates, but you have new modes on them because new modes were added for Modern Warfare 2, and uh, it's 15 bucks, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of a markup. Just a tad. <laughs> a little bit more expensive than any map packs have really ever been. The, uh, well, there was the $20 Halo 2 one, right? But that had a lot of maps. Yeah. That yeah. was like a giant map pack. But, but, I mean, it's a test of the economy, right? So... If a million plus people buy these maps, then you've just set the new price for map packs. If yeah. it gets a bunch of people to go, oh man, that's too much. I'm not going to buy the maps. Then the next time you do map pack, it'll be ten bucks again. Like I mean, that's the truth, right? It's like they're going, hey, look how easily and how much we sold with the ten dollar map packs for World at War. Like, why not just bump it up five dollars and see if people will pay it? And if everybody pays it, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's but that's it's not no economics, right? Why, but it's no interesting though because. I, Russ McLaughlin, one of our um, one of our freelancers, wrote a really cool uh, column recently about how much you pay to play video games, and then he was talking about how every game when it launches on 360 is 60 bucks, but they're not all in equal value to the consumer. You know, you play Fallout 3, you play that for 250 hours, and then you know the extra additions to that are 10 bucks each, but you totally get your money's worth if you play through them and get all the stuff and everything. And then you have other games that are like two or three hours long in in reality, and they're 60 bucks. And then, you know, Modern Warfare 2, for some people, they're going to play that for an entire year. Is five maps worth $15 to them? Probably. Is five maps worth $15 on some shooter that you're only going to play for a month? Definitely not, you know? Yeah, I mean, there'll definitely be people playing Modern Warfare for, you know, that's the game they'll play until the next Call of Duty game. In which case, $15 for five maps? If that's all you're going to play for a year and you love it? I don't. I don't see that. It's too much money to pay. Yeah, I mean, if you it, it, just if you expand it to like the grander scale, though, I guess it's like you know a couple more maps, or you could go buy like Explosion Man and Trials HD and have you know yeah. two awesome games. It's just like it's a weird like, and I mean, I guess it's just a money thing, but like the it's tough to get people to try and like experiment with their with their games. It's like you know there's. Based on like review scores and stuff like that, you see there's a whole bunch of good games out there, but people just sort of find like one game that they enjoy and then just sort of stick with that and are comfortable with that instead of like actually trying out like the whole different range of, of titles. It's tough to convince people to go out and spend the money on something that they might not like. You know, they go buy a new shooter and they're like, man, this isn't as much fun as Call of Duty or Halo or whatever. Why'd I buy this? And then they just go right back to playing the other one. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's more cost effective, but I don't know. It would be really unfortunate if, if like a map pack price was set at like fifteen bucks because it seems like way too high. And I mean, I don't I don't really know like what goes into the production of that. But there just needs to be more. First of all, it's way too high if the maps don't work. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, for, yeah. well yes. If nothing yeah. works, yeah. then yeah, that's definitely a problem. That's a disaster. Sure. But I mean, but that's, that's they the... still have to experiment with this and figure out what is a good value, what people can afford to pay and are getting out of it. You know. It's going to be different for each person, but they really have to try to figure out. It has to be per game and, and but, per idea. But that, you know? that is the one big problem with Xbox Live and this downloadable content is that if I bought a game and the game didn't work, I could still bring it back to GameStop and be mm-hmm. like, dude, I want trade, it, trade credit. This is ridiculous. But you know when you buy anything downloadable, they say no returns no matter yeah. what. Frankly, like – 
even if it's just going to be for day one, I feel like I should be I should have the right to be able to go. No, I want my yeah. money back. You you made gave me something that's broken. I don't want it. I want something else. I want demos on game add-ons. Yeah, that's what I want to see. It'd be tough. I want to, It'd be tough. I think just logistically, wouldn't it? I don't think it would be that tough at all. They could just have you download it, and you know you only have a day well, before it locks itself. Fable, yeah. Fable Two, perfect so example. Yeah. You get you basically get the new areas in Fable Two for free, and you can play with your friends in co-op in those new areas. But you can't participate or enjoy you can't do the any quests. quests. You can't really do so anything. So basically, but you can see sort of the areas and and like you can see what your friend kind of has been doing. And they give you a few items gets, as a tease at the beginning. Yeah. They're like, you can get more stuff like this. But, it's but that is a test. That basically is like an integrated demo. And then it would basically be like, oh, do you want to pay ten bucks and actually have the quests and all the full item lists and everything? Like it's it was a great it was a really cool thing for them to do that. They need to keep doing more stuff where you can test it out before you pay the money because it's such. It's such a, like hit or miss. You have no clue what you're getting. It's just, they have like a it's, little fifty word descriptor. It's like yeah. this is the greatest map pack ever. Oh, well, and you're okay. like, I don't know, is it? That's what's so great about Xbox Live Arcade is that you, you, know, you can every demo every has a demo. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was a great decision from them from yeah. the beginning. It was awesome. Have you guys noticed how many ads there are for the stimulus package? All over the net. Like that's They're I think everywhere. that's unprecedented. That that for a big advertising Adam. campaign for a, a map pack. Yeah. yeah. Ching 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 ching. I mean, that's probably where like you talk about how much does it cost to develop it. I, Maybe I, it's advertising. I, I, think, I, think <laughs> I think they probably spent more on the advertising. Than they, they cut did on back the on the uh, development costs. And look what that testing. happened there. Well, that well, yeah, work. I think the awareness though on um, on DLC is still pretty low. Yeah, it is. Like in yeah. terms of like you know hardcore people are are all over that. But yeah, in terms of like general consumer, which I assume they're considering how many copies Modern Warfare 2 sold, like. It's got they, a significant got, portion of that user base has no idea that additional maps exist. But, I'm but assuming it's advertised in-game in as well. It is. That's the thing. Yeah. They, they did yeah. the same thing like in Halo 2. When you boot it up, it'll be like... Even if you boot up Halo 3 now, I'm, I'm sure some of you guys haven't played it in a long time. You boot it up now, and it'll say, like, Halo Reach trailer. Check it out. Like, it's on the Xbox Live Marketplace. Mm. Like, they just throw that stuff up on you all the time. Keep, wow. the, keep the upsell going. I like that. Throw that stuff up on you all the time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of stuff throwing up, um, oh, whoa, whoa. I oh. guess I guess. Oh, should I not transition? No, I thought no, that was no. a good transition. No, you oh, okay. well, I don't know. Keep going. I was I'll impressed. Keep I was yeah. impressed. It's good. I'm curious. Um, there have been a apparently you got to vote for Bob. Nice, Bell. we got vomit on board now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a few stories were sort of being regurgitated around. Uh, around the net about an Xbox 360 Slim leaked pictures. I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe how many times that got regurgitated. It was it was quite clear it was a pretty good prank whoever originated that one. But it was quite obviously just the 360 HD DVD drive. It wasn't even well, doctored. Yeah, it wasn't. They just were like, hey, check okay, it out. So, yeah, the, the, actual, the actual picture itself was just a, an Xbox 360 console, and then some dude, you couldn't see his face, he was just leaning down and had something... Uh, sideways, which looked like a smaller Xbox 360. Which is how the HD DVD drive was designed to look like a smaller 360. Right. And if you actually look at a, a, a one of those HD DVD drives, it's just basically the same thing. What's I funny do think is the, real, some... the real April Fool's is the guy who bought an HD DVD drive. Yeah, yeah. Last long. Everybody <laughs> forgot about it because, you know, Blu-ray won. Can you even still buy those discs anywhere? Do those exist? HD DVDs? No. You can't find those anywhere. Okay, because don't they still charge for the HD DVD drive? Like, you can't find that anywhere. Okay, is that not available anywhere? Well, I remember maybe them unloading those for like something. twenty bucks yeah. when Microsoft gave up on them. Yeah. Their, their last pitch, I remember this was like, 
uh, you could play your movies in it for your, your DVDs so that you don't burn out your drive on your 360. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically it's a fail-safe for their own faulty hardware. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I guess we still don't really have any, any confirmation on that. On I that do rumor. think there's some merit to the original rumor, though, of a Slim coming. I mean, they're they're putting in USB uh, flash drive support. Right. And they, Which is it, awesome, by the way. And there's been, I well, guess, Major, taking out, out memory card Major Nelson said they're yes. taking out memory card support. So that just like totally puts those slots totally worthless. I mean, they're pretty much worthless. Yeah. So what's the deal with the with the USB support? There, you don't have to use their proprietary stick. Do you? No, you don't. You no. don't have. You can to. use any. They are offering an expensive one, right? Their file system. Above yeah, their file system works up to 16 gigabytes, so okay. you can put anything up to 16 gigabytes and get the full size of what you plug in. You have to format it, so if you had anything on there, it'll wipe it. But uh, if you go over 16 gigabytes, it will partition it as a 16 gigabyte drive, so you're wasting space. But yeah, but, oh, go ahead. Well, well I was, uh, there was the ge- uh, it was a GameStop listing, right? That had sort of a temporary. Uh, yeah post up for how much the, for the official, like, one, official like flash drive would be and it was like 80 gazillion dollars it was 70 bucks <laughs> i think that's about right yeah. it was 70 yeah. bucks and you can get a 16 gigabyte flash drive for 40 bucks and by the time you want really need one you know this summer or something it'll be even cheaper because so those things go down in price actually, so quickly i went to best buy like last week and i actually got a 16 gigabyte thumb drive for 15 dollars really wow. yeah. okay well, <laughs> nice. there you go so, yeah there you go <laughs> I mean, that's just a sort of same way as, like, you can buy an HDMI cable for $10, or you can buy a monster HDMI yeah. cable for $80, and a quality well, actually isn't that much better. Or you can buy it for $2, which is what uh, I did. It was a SanDisk was the manufacturer of the official Microsoft-branded one, and you can get a SanDisk 16-gigabyte one on Newegg for 40 bucks. Nice. So $30 cheaper, same exact thing, well, just see, doesn't have the Microsoft you're, logo. You're really paying for for the logo. I mean, it's all, about, it's all about name it's all recognition. It's all about a match, I mean, come on. you know? If only Jeff Bell were here. It's so that you can look around when somebody's like, oh, what kind of uh, flash drive you got there? And Jeff Bell just voted for Bob Bell. He'll vote for his brother. His votes are coming in pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to win. That's a really good. I think right about now he he could be co-chair of the PTA. <laughs> we should start charting the progress of like yeah. what yeah. he would have enough votes to be elected he's as. He's not yet class president. Yeah. The bell, so- the bell needs sashes for every rank he attains. I agree. And then I think at sashes, one point eh? we need to get him to president of the United States and I think ambassador of Earth. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we've got to get him going. Commander into like of a, the universe. Galactic yeah. commander. Yeah, galactic commander. Ooh, and like maybe that. overlord of the universe, I think. Yeah. Is, is that the ultimate? And then God? Like, yeah, I think that God would be the That's the only thing yeah. above that, right? Can you get voted into being God? Uh, well, I don't <laughs> know if anyone's hey, tried that. I don't God, know. We all I got mean, together and talked. Apparently, uh, with Bob. Apparently God put his vote behind God. <laughs> yeah. so. He approves. Some, some form it's of God. deity. He's selected his successor. <laughs> oh, man, it's turning into Lost. <laughs> Speaking of which, that, oops, uh, that was on last night. No, 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 no. Oh, oh. Oh, did you not oh, no, see I it? I didn't get to oh. see it. Oh. I didn't think you really followed Lost. I've been watching this last season. I, I mean, I watched it like on and off, and I was like, screw this show because I have no idea what the hell's going on. And every time you think that you know something, they add something else in. That's so the whole point off. of the show. And yeah. I was like, well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. you're following it exactly. No, no, no. So, so, <laughs> I, so I stopped watching it, and then I came in for the last season. I'm I like, oh, good. They'll actually answer things now. 
this won't be as annoying. I don't know. Lost is sort of like dating a woman. I mean, hey, you, start out, you, start out, you think you know what you're getting into. Then yeah. it just seems to be going on for a little bit longer than it's supposed to. <laughs> but you're still kind of into it. And then it starts some weird mysteries. And then like and her then old boyfriend shows up Target. for a while. And you're like, what's going on? Oh, this is awkward. Yeah. Know what I noticed recently is that uh, I'm perfectly capable of just doing normal tasks and going about keeping myself basically alive and functioning. So, like, you know, I can do my laundry, well, I can good. go shopping for groceries, <laughs> I, I can do all these basic things. Oh, but when, professional. when my girlfriend asked me to do these things, like, for her or with her, I'm suddenly completely incapable. Oh. It's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I can do my laundry, there's yeah. no possible way I can do her laundry. Yeah. I'm, just, well, I'm just totally you lost. You can't physically, can't, like, put it in a no, washing it's so machine. Complicated. It's exactly. much more complicated to do a woman's laundry. Yeah, I totally bad for that. I can go shopping, I get some hot dogs. Certain things can't be dry. Certain things can't. For a woman? Oh, Jesus Christ. I can go shopping and buy myself food go yeah. with her and all of a sudden like no, yeah. how come you can't buy just a little bit of parsley yes. you know why do i have to get a big bunch of parsley i just don't understand it there's different rules as far as, far as i understand you just you take the laundry uh-huh. you put it in the washing machine you put some yeah. detergent that's how you wash yes clothes. detergent yeah detergent, detergent is, is key yeah if you've forgotten that no, it's this is fine that's very important we're all on board there then you, turn, sudden, the, you, then you turn the machine on yeah and then when and it's done, like the cycle, depending on what kind of a washing machine. No, you have. I'm gonna give you a tip, by the way, Eric. If you want to save some money and uh-huh. you don't want to f- screw up, uh, or I could say, and you want to fuck up her laundry, <laughs> uh, just take a couple of sheets of bounce. Throw it in Sorry. for about 15 minutes into the dryer. It'll smell good, and it'll look good, and you'll be like, yeah, I totally washed it. <laughs> she, won't the, she won't know the difference. Unless she won't even wash it. Yeah, she won't know the difference. She might. No. Trent Kubo know the difference. Oh, well. <laughs> you're, you're in, don't worry. <laughs> Thanks. So the Febreze solution? That's Febreze. So are there like laundromats everywhere? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Behind Bob Bell. The long laundromat conglomerate. They I just wanted to again. Yeah. No, like three times. There are three giant chains of laundromats, I guess. Uh, really? What are their names? I don't know. Suds and Suds. And oh. Suds and Duds. <laughs> no, sit and Spin. Sit and Spin. So, uh, do you actually know laundromat names? Well, I know the sit and spin. The spin cycle. Yeah. Spin cycle actually is one, too. I have missing, one in my apartment, sock. so yeah. it's called sit, Apartment B's a, there's a, there's a laundromat think, in Seattle. What do you think the most <laughs> overused name for like trying to be clever for laundromats is something like the missing sock? I've oh. seen that like 75 the times. I think sock? cycle usually is going to be in it, too. Speaking of laundromats, have oh. you seen the creepy bear? But it's near. It's on. Creepy bear. <laughs> Wait, what? It's on. Laundromat um, bear. Irving, is that right? Is that the one right up by? Past my street. Wait, there's a right bear. And it's like right near. It's right near you, Eric. And there's like a weird laundromat. And there's a creepy bear. I haven't seen the bear, but there is a really creepy laundromat near me that they wanted to write coin op wash dry, but <laughs> oh, they yeah. they messed up the dashes, and they just use eyes, like the letter I. So it says. Coiny up, washy dry. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that too. And then when uh, Colin came over to hang out one day, I was like, Colin, you got to see this. And I showed it to him. And Colin just sat there staring at it and then just goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Coiny up, washy dry. That's up, awesome. Dry. That's definitely the name of the laundromat that you work at in the beginning of the Bedazzler game. Oh, yeah. Coiny That's up, where you start. Dry. Yeah, Coiny up, washy dry. And you, you're waiting for your laundry to be done. And you woke up and you realize that the moon is dying. And that's, that's how the adventure begins. <laughs> Isn't the moon's on a collision course with your planet, and you have to, like, reset it? Something along, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, our design doc is, you know... It's, is, a, dyna- it's a dynamic story. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, It changes yeah, based totally, on totally. whatever you ask yeah. us about it. Because our design doc changed <laughs> after playing Heavy Rain. <laughs> it's open source. It's, yeah, it's an open source storyline. 
<laughs> what I love is that I think this might be one of our greatest non sequiturs of all time. Charles mentions loss, and suddenly we get onto the topic of laundromat names. <laughs> I will say though, laundromat names are not even close to as cheesy as uh, like barbershop and hairdresser names. Oh, hairdresser yeah. names actually yeah, are be, really cheesy. Yeah. They're pretty terrible. It's just like mm. chop shop and just stuff. <laughs> just like oh come on, like it's just. I can't really... think of any good ones, by me. They're, I think they're some... all pretty boring. Well, they they just they just tend to be a little bit worse, especially in areas where there's like 17 right next to each other, and they all have to like somehow distinguish themselves. There is one by my old house called the Blow and Go. Oh, Whoa. What? <laughs> best one. Best Are you pretty... sure that wasn't a massage parlor? Oh. <laughs> Probably both. They do I'm facials? sure they had one of them. Like, oh. <laughs> what? They do? <laughs> it's on the sign. It's, on the sign. <laughs> it's a list of services. <laughs> yes. Nails and facials. What's wrong with that? And happy endings. So, you pay extra. Non, non-spoiler non stuff. Christine would know. <laughs> hey, what can I say? <laughs> Every couple weeks, just got to go get it done. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> I, would, I would agree with that. <laughs> Wait. Right. Damon, Damon's on board. Wait, do we have to become doubly explicit? <laughs> we, we overly it's, explicit. It's now. Explicitly explicit. Yeah. Um, I was going to say just about uh, Lost, and this isn't spoiler. Okay, we're fine then. It's it's uh, specific to the season, but it's not about last night's episode. But I assume like eventually everyone like the side flashes that they've been doing all season, like that is what they're fighting to keep. Uh, like real so like when the show ends like that'll become like reality and everyone on the island I don't know like gets stuck there or something is that sort of what it's heading towards somebody had mentioned that yesterday when I was watching I think that makes a lot of sense I will say this too that uh the dumb thing, like, you know, there's one, we won't spoil it for Christine, but there's one part, like, one plot line in that story, like, midway through last episode, where you're, like, rolling your eyes, going, like, this is so dorky, right? <laughs> but. It's been pretty much this entire season. But, I mean, like, the stuff that happens to that person would suggest that the two sides are kind of merging, right? That they're not, right? Is that the. The flash that was in the lost side? Yeah, and the, the lost thing sides? are that somebody on the island. Basically, had something happen to them where they started acting pretty much like the person that they are in the real world suggests that mm. they're not that far apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they had a little a little uh, hint of that at the start of the season two when they pulled uh, Juliet out of the out of the wreckage of yeah. that yeah, of that and explosion, that and she was talking about like ordering something to drink or like coffee yeah. or something well, like remember that. Remember, also Jack checked himself in the mirror in the first episode too in the the Los Angeles one or in in the uh, the plane, mm-hmm. and he had like a nick. That he had from the mm. stuff that happened on the island. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that theory seems very yeah. reasonable. Well, because like I can't figure out why else they would be showing the side flashes because they're not going yeah. anywhere. They're all like well, almost almost self-contained. I mean, they show like little interconnections here and there, but but yeah, it's like what I, I don't understand what the point of watching them is. If if at the end all of a sudden it just flashes to a guy waking up and going, "That was a crazy dream," <laughs> I, no. I will laugh that so hard. Awesome. No, I will say, I, will I say, think people will just people will just quit America at that people point. <laughs> the greatest the greatest ending ever to a TV series was uh, Saint Elsewhere, 
where like you know it's like a medical drama had Denzel Washington on and stuff like that and uh, at the end for some reason they pull they keep pulling out of the hospital it's like snowing and stuff and pulling back and then all of a sudden it's like they're in a snow globe oh my god and he's pulling back and there's an autistic kid holding the snow globe and basically the entire series, it was like lasted for like eight or nine seasons the entire show was in the mind of this autistic child who was just looking at the St. Elsewhere hospital like in a snow globe I'm not kidding you what? wow wow yeah that's pretty good yeah. They should just do that. So Lost will definitely top that. But it Wait. can't be a snow globe. It has to be... No, it'll be uh, it'll a kid be with a snow, snow globe, cube. and then they'll keep zo- oh. zo- going out, and there'll be a snow globe with the kid in the snow globe. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then it'll just and then turn the guy in, will wake up. And, and then it'll be dream. Citizen Kane, and everyone will be screaming Rosebud or something. <laughs> yeah. Rosebud. Do we have anything else on the agenda? Is there anything uh, no, else going I, on I, video games? I have, I have Twitters and emails. Twitters. Um, Twitters. I mean, personally, oh. I've just been playing. And a lo- vote. Don't forget, if you would like, if you would like to throw your support to mm-hmm. Bob Bell, mm-hmm. please write in and let us know that you, you would be giving him your vote. You can and, write and into, get out the vote yeah, as well. And you can write into uh, three red lights at ign.com. It's all one word, no numbers in there, anything. Yeah. That's our email address. Feel free to create uh, custom T-shirts and bumper stickers, telling people to vote for Bob Bell. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely go out there and Twitter about it, and make sure you, you, when you do, you flag it at ign.com so that we know. And we can add them, add you to the list. Yeah, um, I guess just personally, like I've been the last uh, 360 game I was playing a lot of um, was uh, Battlefield. I just I I have a lot of fun with that game. That's a good game. That's a good game. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really really fun online. The ranking system's a little weird because um, like with each class, for some reason they don't give you, you don't like start out with it. Yeah, yeah, they don't give you like essential class tools like right when you start. So it's like, oh cool, I'm gonna I'm, play I'm as a medic. medic, and then you it's like, wait, I have to unlock my health pack and revive, and it's like the same thing with the engineer. You have to unlock like the repair tool, but yeah. I'm I'm beyond that point now. So it, it's it's been a lot of fun. I think some maps came out for that uh, as Today? well, or yesterday. Yep. Was it yesterday? Yep. Is that free or is yeah, free if you free, bought the right? game new? If, oh, you bought, okay. if you manage to find a used copy, you get like the VIP. Code. Then you, you have know, to pay fifteen bucks now, right? to get VIP. the VIP, VIP yeah. access, and you'll then you'll get them. See, I like that. I like mm-hmm. I like free. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. I, you have to play that game with your friends, though. You can't play that game alone with a bunch of people who just want to play, you know, team deathmatch because the game yeah. breaks down. Um, well, I mean, it's it's interesting because they they still give you rewards if you're just like on your own. Um, but if you do join up with a squad, and yeah, it's definitely you better if, if you're in a squad with people you know, because then you can more easily communicate without everyone being like, "Shut up, you jerk! I don't yeah. know you." No, and go then, this way. No, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just gonna sit here and snipe their spawn point. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of snipers. But yeah, it'll actually give you like more experience if you're in a squad and you do like mm-hmm. squad heals and like squad revives and stuff like that, which is actually kind of cool. I like that reward system. Um, although you don't level up nearly as quickly as uh, something like Modern Warfare. Or maybe I'm just not very good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't have as many things. levels as Modern Warfare, though. So. The, uh, no. I, this weekend, I played about the first five, almost maybe six hours of uh, Final Fantasy. hey What'd you think? I'm around there, too. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep going. I stopped. I'm at, like, Chapter 8, I think. Wow. You're getting close. The, so I, like I, 11, I got really chapters. angry after the first two hours when they finally give you the ability to level up and yeah. I was like wait what the fuck was I just doing fighting all those fights for the <laughs> past two hours the battle system yeah, yeah the I first two like hours of just press A Eric I don't yeah. know if you know man this. that was yeah. so aggravating but you have to hit attack to attack someone yeah <laughs> that, you have to hit that. the auto attack auto to just attack. keep going running through all these battles very tours. pretty though oh, it it's is really beautiful yeah. yeah especially on PS3 yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. I I, I kind of want to keep going with it because uh, I I hear it gets fun at twenty five hours. 
And I'm, I'm 25. Like I still love the JRPGs. I'm so. 25 hours in. I'm still not at chapter 11, which is when it like opens up or yeah. or whatever. So, I'm still on chapter 10. I, so I still I, have more. more I like. Ways to go. I already yeah. ran out of steam with it, and now it's getting to the point where so I've been playing a lot of Splinter Cell. Yeah. And oh, uh, yeah, you got that one, huh? Yeah, and then now, uh, what? I mean, it's like. Alan Wake and Red Dead and there's a little bit of downtime right now though. I mean, yeah, I would go on and play the stimulus package, but it looks like you know, Falling Space Invaders on crack on my, my game, so I don't have too much Invaders. interest in playing that. I want to play Just Cause. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm pick I, up need Just Cause get, I need to get some Just Cause going on. Yeah. yeah, Just Cause looks like a totally mindless but absolutely hilarious like gameplay experience. Speaking speaking of Lost, it's awesome that they put the hatch. From Lost Season oh, 1 yeah. in, like, as a Easter egg in Just Cause 2. 2. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a, there's on, a spot on, on, the ground? on the island where it's just, like, you can go over and there's just, like, a gigantic so the hatch. you're on an island in the game, and there's yeah. an island, a small island, if you bring up the map, just off the coast. And if you Southern actually, coast, yeah. if you fly a plane over it, your plane will crash. And oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of fun. I might want to play that now. Yeah, that's super it's, cool. re- it's really cool. It's I love it when they put like that kind of uh, those little touches in there. That's that's a lot of fun. If you slam on it a lot, does a light eventually turn on? And then you're like, <laughs> Oh my god, what, what have I done? What is it? Done? And then it's and then yeah. The, and then the game then the, ma- end, the game ends with just the hatch blowing up, and you're going, What's inside? Don't know. And then the entire <laughs> island disappears, and you're like, Wait, where'd my game go? Well, and then and it that zooms out really far, and it's all in a snow globe. Yeah. <laughs> and then a kid wakes up and goes, wow, that was a weird thing. Oh, man, that's how Halo 3 should have ended. <laughs> Master Chief goes into stasis and then just pulls back. <laughs> and, it's like and it's some kids just no, doing no. playing like army men. No, no, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's an attack you with it's, my sword. It's an autistic grunt looking at a snow globe. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> 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 autistic grunt. <laughs> what a grunt can have autism? Why not? Tell? Oh, that, now that's just rude. That is rude a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. not oh man, I'm so... Let's just go to some reader mail. <laughs> okay. I didn't print them out today because we're in a new building and I have not yet green. to. F- I've not yet figured out how to work the printer. Or that. And we're green. Eric, how? By the Yay, way, I, I do want to say, how are any of us going to have enough time in the day to play all the amazing games that are coming out we from won't. mid-April through May? They're not going to be able to. We won't. It's I don't have. Yeah, I already. I'm, I still have games from last year. I need to play. Yeah. I'm. Oh, it's going to be so good. All right. So well, let's see what we got going on here. I still want to play more Borderlands, but I haven't yeah, gotten around I to it. Yeah, I haven't that. That is actually that is one of the few games that I've uh, pretty much played all the con like that that has had DLC come out that I've actually played all of the DLC. Yeah, I still got to play the new DLC that came out, but I need it to level really up more. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You need to be high level. But Charles, Charles, enemy I'm crab. 61 I'm now. I'm 61. You're 61. Dave, Dave is 61. 61. We need we to need to take down the Cromrex. Oh yeah, big time. We need those uh, pearlescent weapons. Uh, I have to play more Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey on DS. So let's <laughs> just do it. Let's just do it tonight. Can't say it with a straight face. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> I, don't, it's very no, ner- I don't even know you Charles, anymore. Let's Charles. just do it. Let's take on the Cromrex it's, tonight. It's very nerdy. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll try it. I think the fights against that guy I think can last like uh, a while, like a number of minutes. Um, like, like beyond like three? five. No, or maybe it was like 15 minutes. I don't know. I was looking at board posts and people were talking about, cause like you have to take an elevator up to this yeah. boss's lair. He's like a giant crab. Um, and it's like talking about how you have to manipulate the elevator going up and down based on who's still alive in the arena and who's like respawning mm-hmm. down below. We might need a fourth. I think we probably need a fourth for it. I don't know if we can do it with three people. Hmm. So you guys have to level up. Is yeah. anyone else anywhere close to You're not that close to 61. Uh, though you could have, hit up my wife. She's already killed it. So 
Whoa, uh, um, well then. His wife want someone is who's more like, hardcore than I'm you. So good. She would already have the weapons, though, so she might be helpful. I've, I've read about some people who've beaten it and have not got pearlescent we- weapon drops, and they're just angry. That would be the worst. <gasps> that that's be, oh that's when I would hip toss myself over, <laughs> over, over, over my couch. Futon, <laughs> over my futon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go with some reader mail. Zachary uh, Kuzmaniak wow. writes what? in. It's Kuzmanic, but I said oh, Kuzmaniak because okay. it's more interesting. It says, love the podcast with the Laugh Machine and Arthur is awesome. Anyway, I'm really excited for Splinter Cell Conviction. I played Chaos Theory and some yes. double agent, but ultimately grew tired of how slow moving I was, how I got punished for killing enemies, and the story was not very interesting. Needless to say, I love the new direction of speed and ruthless efficiency combined with a born style plot. I was wondering how excited you guys were about the new Splinter Cell and if you could please do a new feature on the story so far for Splinter Cell to catch guys like me up who are really excited for the story but can't bear going back and replaying the stealth games of old. Well, first of all, for story so far, none of them mattered except for Double Agent. And the only story you have to know is that at the end of Double Agent, Sam Fisher's on a plane and he finds out that his daughter was killed. That's really all you need to know when you go in there is that his daughter is, is killed. And that Sam Fisher in the past was this awesome special agent spy. He worked for a company called Third Echelon. Uh, I will tell you, well, I can't say too much because I've played through the game now. Um, but yeah, you move super fast now. Like, so Ubisoft loves doing motion capture, and they did motion capture for most of the animations. But they said that shimmying across, like, ledges is so fast in the game that they couldn't find a human being who could actually move that fast. Like, even gymnasts, nobody could move fast enough for them, so they actually had to, like, manipulate the animations rather than do, like, uh, motion capture because it's just not possible. So you move along ledges faster than you would in Prince of Persia. Like, that's how fast you move. Um, and there's you never get punished for killing people. If there's anybody that you can't kill, like an innocent or, like, a person you have to interrogate, like, there's an X over them, and you can't even pull the trigger. So, like, it, it never allows you to even the opportunity to accidentally kill somebody. And... As far as I know, I don't think they'll even die if you throw a grenade over by them. So, super civilians, we call them. Super it's civilians. The, yeah. uh, it's the armor of innocence. Yeah. <laughs> when is uh, when is that review coming? Uh, I don't know. Well, that game is the coming out the second week. Thirteenth, yeah. Comes second 13th. week of April. So, uh, I will also say, sign up for UPlay for that game. Uh, what is UPlay? A UPlay is Ubisoft's like sort of bonus service. It's mm. like free on their site. Like you just go to uplay.com. You enter in your information, and when you buy a Ubisoft game, you like basically earn some points. So if you've played other games like uh, Prince of Persia, I think, and some other recent Ubisoft game, I think oh Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, uh, not Far. I don't think Far Cry had you play. Okay, but you you can earn like achievements from unlocking points in those games that you can spend to unlock cool stuff in this game, and one of those includes an, an extra mode. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> Scott Bromley is Scott trying Bromley to make, is doing make, a crazy chicken funnies. dance outside of the. Well, Scott right. Bromley's not getting a cupcake then. Uh, uh-huh. Wookie Puss writes in. <laughs> Dear, oh, I like this name. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm assuming he's voting for the ball. <laughs> Dear TRL people, so I would ordinarily never pick up a game like Viva Pinata, but after listening to some <gasps> of your praise, it. Some of you praise it to the skies multiple times. I grabbed the used copy on Amazon for nine bucks and gave it a try. Nine bucks. It's definitely addicting, and for several nights in a row, I couldn't put it away. For a solid week, I actually prioritized the domestication of Swananas and Chippopotamuses over (laughs) jerking off. Whoa! Whoa. And yet, I don't even really (laughs) love that game. (laughs) 
to me, it's the epitome of a guide game, one that you can't really play unless you have the internet running nearby so you can look up all the invisible fucking rules that they don't tell you. How the hell is anyone supposed to figure out that you have to whap a syrupant egg at the right moment and then you get a twinger snap? You have to read it in the guide <laughs> and or then you get a forehead. That's bullshit game design. But I played the hell out of it, so my question for you guys is, are there any games you didn't even like that you somehow couldn't stop playing anyway? And do you think that's actually proof that it was a great game after all or a sign that maybe video games really are bad for our brains? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, you don't need a guide to play uh, Viva Pinata. That's no. just that's like you need extra a guide layers. If you're obsessive. If you're yeah. if you're super into it and want to find out how to do everything, then yes, you would probably need a guide. You might do yep. some stuff by accident, but like you can very capably play that game, like breed a whole bunch of different like ridiculous pinata types, and yep. like with without having to consult a fac. True. I think. True story. Just saying. I actually, I actually enjoyed playing it because I, I reviewed the first one and there were no guides, nothing. I had nothing to go on, and I had a lot of fun just like Discovery, you know right? feeding different stuff. It's like it was a game of like discovering all this stuff. It was really cool. Like oh man, that was awesome. I just made you know a hot fly yeah. thing because I, uh, I burned you, a fly. Yeah, you burned it, but then poured water over yeah, it, and then you turned it into awesome. a red hot instead yeah. of a yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea too. Of I mean, I think it would have been good if, especially the first reboot pinata was more community-based so that it was you going like, oh, you have this? Like, how would you even get that? And, like, trying to figure out how other things can exist. That was part of the problem with the first one is that you could not show off anything you did really well. And they fixed that. They fixed on the second one. They still could keep going. I wish they would make another. I don't think they will, though. Also, the Viva Pinata cartoon is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) You've watched it? still on. That right there was consumer brand marketing gone awry. That's what it was. Poor Viva Pinata. Sorry, Bob. That's just a vote from consumer brand marketing <laughs> in general. <laughs> uh, but I love that game. It's awesome. It's probably uh, that was from Horstachio, though. Yeah. Wait, what was what was the butterscotch Quintale. one? <laughs> what was the what? What was the butterscotch one? Butterscotch one. Wasn't there a? Yeah. Wait, what? I don't know. What, what kind of an animal was it? Pinata? I, I thought so. It wasn't it was one? delicious. Uh, I don't remember. Nom nom nom. Uh, Kevin O'Donnell writes in. Uh, hey, just wondered whether or not any of you have played the latest free DLC for Mass Effect 2. If you haven't, then don't. I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, but it's pretty bad. Do you know if we can expect better from the Kasumi DLC? Uh, Charles, you've actually seen the Kasumi yeah, DLC. Yeah, I saw the Kasumi DLC um, at uh, GDC a little while ago, and it looked, uh, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I mean, you do get a, a new, you know, playable character. I'm still Kasumi, annoyed you can't voiceover. talk to her, though. Although, yeah, Kasumi, when she goes back to your ship, will just sit there in a room. It's just See, like, really missing um, like Saeed. Yeah, Saeed. Like the, Saeed, They're yeah. really missing part of the that, point on this is that that is really... Wasn't it Saeed? Oh, is it? Zaid. Oh, yeah. I was like, is it like, yeah, from, from Lost? Yeah, he comes in and he's just like, I don't feel anything anymore. He's yeah, yeah. like, don't torture me. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's something that really annoys me. And I asked. I was like, oh... Can you talk to her like in the room this time? He's like, no. Yeah, Aww. you can just basically you can like click on her and she'll start talking at you, but it's not a full it's on. Not a full it's on, not a full on, on interactive conversation. conversation. Charles, am I supposed to understand now that Charles Woodmore is actually a good guy all along? You know, it's I, kind I'm of really like that, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's weird. I don't know. I just, I'll have to call the Charles hotline and just be like, what's up? <laughs> what's up with this one one guy? Last I forgot the one. number. The Charles hotline? Yeah, I don't remember. One eight hundred Charles. Nothing they've talked about actually explains all the stuff from season four where they had the whole Ben is a super spy. And yeah, I know. He and Charles Woodmore would just show up in each other's bedrooms in the middle of the night and be like, yeah. "There are Ooh. rules to these things." Like, what does this all of that even ben, mean? Ben has been a wiener ever since then. Yeah, I know. You know what's That's an extremely accurate description, though. It's true. Wait, he's like a he's like a chameleon. I think. He he changes whatever he needs to be socially yeah. to avoid dying. 
Like really, like yeah. if everybody else Wouldn't dies, you? he he should be the one person that doesn't die because he's shown his ability to just be whatever he needs to be to survive. Everyone should die, and then he just kind of like <laughs> tiptoes slowly time? backwards yeah. out of the room. And that's how <laughs> it ends. That's how the show ends. I'm like, okay, <laughs> did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, one of the problems with the show actually is that. A lot of times when they build somebody up to like a crucial moment where they sort of have like that epiphany, epiphany, they sort of just end. Like really, like season five was terrible for Jack because he yes. sort of had this whole thing where he's like, "I get it, we're going back to the island. I know my purpose." And then like his character was completely worthless like that whole season. And then like same things happen like with uh, Sun. Like she had that whole thing where it's like, "Oh, I need to protect my kid." And then for like two years, like she had two seasons where like she was barely even in the show. They're just like, "Yeah, whatever." I mean, they they finally brought it back yesterday, or but still, yeah. Although, well, yeah. I won't say it. Uh, Don't uh, do it. No English. Ramesh Martin writes in, "Yo, dogs! I was listening to the early TRLs to find the infamous teabag email. We got dogs on board, and I came across Hillary saying, I have an eighth grade science teacher story, but I can't tell because it's ex- it's explicit. Well, now that the podcast is awesome and explicit, can we finally hear the story? P.S. Oh. I miss Jeff Bell." But okay. now you have Bob Bell. Yeah, we got oh. Bob Bell. It's almost as good. So it is – it's still pretty explicit because we've already – Wow. Is it still too explicit? No. It's just I think considering already the conversations we've had. Okay. So <laughs> I was in eighth grade science class. It was like a biology class too. And uh, her teacher was just sort of like having an open forum of like, oh, you can ask questions or whatever. And I think this was like first or second day. And this really – hot girl who developed way too early in life or maybe just right just, just early <laughs> enough like, just the right she, time uh, she raises her hand and she says uh, is it true that if you have a cold you should swallow semen because my boyfriend said that don't make me better <laughs> what? what she said that in class and I remember everybody was going like I have got to date this girl <laughs> yeah and then, I mean like I mean, you know, the teachers is like uh, what uh, the fuck do you even say to that? Right? You had that look on his face of like, uh, I wish why? I had not opened up. <laughs> like, I wish then, I had chosen te- a different path in yeah, life. Why do I well, teach middle school <laughs> science? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Wow. That is amazing. Oh god. Yeah. So there you go. So just for our own knowledge, is yeah. it is it true? Um, no. You know what? He did say he did like give this half answer. He's like, well, you know, semen does contain a lot of protein. <gasps> What? I'm gonna go with that as false, but that's, that's just me. Wait, what's on board now? I don't even want to. Semen. Know. Protein. Okay. Oh. Protein. No, no. no the, my eight, my eighth grade science teacher. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. He's giving his vote to Bob Bell. Oh. That was pretty explicit. Yeah. yeah, it was. Especially back in the old days when TRL was so you know upstanding and G-rated. Everyone wore tuxes coming into the podcast. Everyone drank tea. So Jim writes in. Jim, Jim Riley. Riley? Just says Jim. <laughs> with the uh, subject of army games. And he says, my son is curious if you can make Halo 3 not so bloody, control the bad language, and tone down the violence. And then he wrote with an exclamation point on each side of this last word, tanks. Anyway, I think that's tanks, but. <laughs> no, tanks because he likes, he likes army games. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. There are, is there language in Halo 3? No. Yeah. yeah. Is there? There is. Yeah, the Marines. The Marines. Oh, the, yeah. Marine, the Marines totally have coarse language. I see. I've never finished Halo 3. I've had it. Well, here's the thing that you should tell your son is that it's also a game about shooting things in the face. So no matter what you do, they're not going to change the fact that you shoot things in the face. But you're also, also, it's, you're it's, also killing aliens, so it's not even red blood. Yeah. And also, they're not real. 
So It's a video game. Get over it. Also, it's not an army game. It's a marine game. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, true. How else can we school you? <laughs> <laughs> you spelled thanks wrong. <laughs> uh, Christina Hoadley writes in about Morrowind. I love this game so much. I've been playing it nonstop. I have most of the cheats for it, which helps out considerably. I will never get rid of this game. You should uh, set her up with Jim Riley. She should try maybe playing uh, Oblivion. Yeah. Uh, they could both play that game together. They, It'd they be adorable. It has the better game graphics. Yeah. It's got the graphics. So many. It's always surprised me. So many people just use cheats without even trying games. Right? They're just like instantly. Oh, they're cheats. I'm using them. Especially in a game like like Morrowind, where so much of the game is actually finding all this stuff, like yeah. and and like figuring out how to do everything. Because that's one of those games where they just sort of throw you in. They're like, all right, well, you know, good luck. You know, just sort of figure it out on your own. And if you just sort of use cheats, then I guess I don't know. It sort of defeats the purpose. The only thing bit. I did that for was GTA. I was like, I want a fancy car. Doot, 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 doot. There it is. That was awesome. Holla. Holla. If only life was that easy. I really didn't like the game, though, there so I was just trying to make it fun for me. Booyah. <laughs> I wish it was that easy to input things on Xbox. Instead, <laughs> 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 so you're just like, bloop, 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 bloop. Well, no, I went the wrong way. It is, though, because the cheats in GTA, you use your you cell use phone. You use your cell phone. It's just oh, a yeah, phone yeah. You just dial a phone number. And you can save the phone number so you can, like, quickly call up the cheats. Yeah. Okay, I haven't used any chance in there. the fancy cars. So Vince has a really long email, but I'm only going to read a little bit of it. Uh, he says, first off, got to respond to something said on the last uh, email and podcast. I've learned quite a lot from games, at least indirectly. Games like God of War, Tomb Raider Anniversary, Uncharted, Assassin's Creed, and Prince of Persia have always inspired me at least to do a quick pop-in over to Wikipedia to learn more about the history those games are based on. They may be fictitious, Michael Bayized versions of things, but whatever, I learned... F- about Damocles because of Crystal Dynamics' badass level in Tomb Raider Anniversary where the swords popped out of the floor and fell from the ceilings. Secondly, I like how you guys made Paradigm Shift sound explicit on the last podcast, as in, oh man, Charles just Paradigm Shifted us. That could be a tear all euphemism or something. I think Paradigm Shift is is now on board. Yeah. Yeah. Charles just had a, he had like a little grin there that looked kind of like he was about to paradigm shift my, my, my face, my face, <laughs> I had a facial uh, paradigm shift. He did. I believe a paradigm shift is actually Bob Bell's running mate. <laughs> <laughs> Vote Bob for Bell what, paradigm for what, shift. For what position? Master of the universe? Yeah. <laughs> eventual, yeah, eventual. Vice Stop master of the universe? <laughs> Vice master. So I, I'm going to write in, like, I'll get like By a little way, piece of sure tape or something. I'm is the master of the universe. For my, for my laptop, well, so I think we gonna, got I'm going to have a paradigm shift key. Oh, nice. 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 That's my plan. It's a good plan. It's not really. (laughs) It's not not my best plan. Keep us informed on your progress. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I always uh, really enjoyed learning history from the Halo games, actually. (laughs) I never knew knew that we were born from the Forerunners, so that's kind of good to know. Uh, Kyle, who calls himself the Don, also says... The podcast was good in the usual so bad it's good way, but talk shit about grapes again, and I don't know what's going to happen. All of Canada will be setting hills on fire, not just Charles. You're talking shit about grapes? It's not the the fruit. Don Cherry's name, is, he's also referred to as grapes. Oh, so. okay. 
yeah. I thought you meant the first. That's what I, I was telling you guys. Don't make fun of Don Cherry because there will be wrath and and, and much <laughs> I'm still convinced that TRL is huge in Canada. I think there's nothing to do there except like wait for a moose to hopefully walk by your cabin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, we have a gigantic Canadian audience, and, so and so they, let's they proceed to make around, fun of. Canada. So they all just sit around <laughs> know, listening right? to TRL all day. That's all they can do. Drink, like, drink it's not, Canada it's not dry. Like they're gonna get angry. Yeah. Canadian. Well, that guy got sort of angry. He was talking about setting hills on fire if you made fun of. Uh, but Don which Cherry hills? Again. The hills in Canada? Well, the hill in uh, that Brisbane. For we're, us, we're no, that's the talking. Brisbane hill. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they the can go ahead and do that because we don't yeah. work there anymore. I mean, well, you, well, I guess why that is Don Cherry known as Grapes? I, I don't actually know the origin <laughs> of that nickname. It's probably because he's. They didn't teach you that in class? He, no, that was not. You know <laughs> I didn't take that class. I didn't sign up for that one. It was Don Cherry History. There you know, were several should, of them. It was a track. Have, he should have said, his email should have said, if you keep doing this, we're going to set Detroit on fire. Because sure enough, in another couple of weeks, at some point, Detroit's going to catch on fire again. Somebody will burn it down. And we, he could be like, see? I told you. Mm. So more, more proof that Canadians love TRL. I think it's you, Charles. I think like they find <laughs> national pride you. in you. Yeah, I think so. so. Charles is the most famous Canadian, isn't he? In the entire I world. Think so. Uh, Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek Pytel says, "I was listening to podcast 139 and heard mention of Canada Dry. Obviously, as a toque-wearing, Mountie uniform dress, moose-riding Canuck, I was curious about the history of Canada Dry and put in massive Canada amounts of research into it." Or maybe I looked it up on Wikipedia. I know it's a little long, and I apologize for that, but I swear it's pretty interesting. So here we now have the history of Canada Dry. Basically, an Ontario-bred Canadian pharmacist-slash-chemist John McLaughlin, whose father's auto company was at the time the largest company in the whole of the British Empire and the start of GM Motor Canada, opened up a carbonated water in Toronto and in 1904 (laughs) created Canada Dry Pale Ginger Ale. It became a sensation in New York in 1919, and a response he a plant in Manhattan, which he apparently ran until he died. The company was shortly run, then eventually sold by his brother, Sam, to a firm, and passed hands from a number of notable companies such as Del Monte, Nabisco, Cadbury Schweppes, and recently, Dr. Pepper Snapple Group. So there you go. That man gets a bowl of poutine as a reward. <laughs> By the way, poutine is on board. But I don't know. I guess if he's running for God of the Universe, then Canada gets a vote. But I think right now no, he's ma- more... Master of the Universe. He's going to have to fight. I think, I think we're a little. I mean, right now he's, he's still kind of in the PTA realm. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't know if Canada yeah, gets a vote for the local parent teacher association. No, I just meant poutine. I think it probably has a, a, a say. Yeah. A say. Okay. If he looks up uh, the history of poutine, maybe yeah. you can poutine, get like, a way, Tim Hortons donut or poutine something. Poutine has dual citizenship, so it can vote. Yeah, but Poutine's been too lazy to actually apply to the Canadian embassy to get uh, to get an actual Canadian passport. So, just how it happens. I wasn't going anywhere with that. <laughs> <laughs> so yay Canada, I guess. Hooray! Uh, Dave Halligan says, first of all, great show. Keep up the great work." Is it true that the Xbox 360 has gotten more durable with the Jasper chip? I've heard that the most current arcade models have this chip, but I don't know if that's true, and I don't know about the Elite models. In other words, is it still guaranteed to break on you, even if you're smart with it and give it plenty of room to breathe? Mine hasn't broken yet. I don't know what that means. (laughs) They have gotten more reliable. I don't know. I would not go so far as to say they won't break. Right. Well, you can't say any piece of electronics won't break. PS3's break. But the uh, the, no. the yes. whole three red lights debacle is largely past. You still will see it pop up now and then, but it's not like it was, you know, the first year and two after a launch where mm-hmm. every system was breaking constantly. 
Th yeah. Those days have largely passed. I think all of, I mean, all of the launch systems must have broken at this, at this point. point. Yeah, because yeah. I, I did have a launch system for like, I think it was like two and a half years or so. And I thought there was something like I was getting worried that it wasn't breaking because I, I, every, <laughs> everyone else was on like, I'm on my sixth Xbox. I'm like, why is my launch unit still working? Like, and then it broke. But but the one that I've had <laughs> since then has has been fine. I've only had to send it in once. It's so. awesome that you were just staring at your 360 like, going, break. what's right with you? Why? Why do you <laughs> Why work? Why would you die? Well, I mean, the stories were like, if the, well, you know, you'd get it, and then it would be returned, and then within about 36 hours, it would break again. You send it right back out for repair. And well, hold on one second. Let's yeah, there's there's no votes from launch 360s for Bob Bell, so clearly <laughs> so they're, they're all dead. dead. They're all dead they're, gone. There are none left. That's too bad. <laughs> and I think we're done with the reader mail. We're we're pushing the time a little bit long on this podcast. Nobody's clearly listening anymore. We're talking to. A, to well, like six people left. Six, six people left in Canada are listening to us. None of which can vote for him as PTA co-chair. Yeah. They're probably YouTubing Don Cherry right now. Don't, Somebody don't please write in why Don Cherry is named Grapes. It might have something to do with Sour Grapes because he, he's usually pretty uh, bitchy, I guess. He, he makes a lot of criticisms of things. Mm -hmm. But that may be completely way off. So I don't know. Maybe it's because he looks like a raisin. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, she never thought Don Cherry looked like a raisin, but it's a good thing to so, say. So much hate mail. So much hate mail. <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at, at IGN.com and whatever. What's our email address? Three red lights at IGN.com. It's hard to remember. It it's is. really tough. It's really long. Be sure to let us know if you plan on voting for Bob Bell, and uh, hopefully he can kind of quickly rise up the ranks from uh, PTA co-chair to, you know, emperor of all mankind. I thought he's going for God. I thought right? he's going for yeah, he's God. Well, God is the top. Not, you know, at, you know, one step at a time. King of yeah. God. No. King of God. God. I don't know how that works up there. I don't. I'm not familiar with that hierarchy. Do you think if there are multiple gods, right, that they when they talk? You know, we say like, oh man, you know, Charles is a real man's man. Do you think they're like, God's God. he's a real God's God? <laughs> almost, <Sure>. almost definitely. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah? Yeah, I, actually, yeah. I'm going to go with yes. Hey, wait, what do you mean if there are multiple gods? <laughs> I think we've fairly well established. Well, I don't think there are any left. Did yeah, Kratos kill them all? Kill, Kratos did kill them all. Just, gotta you, kill them all, gotta kill them all. Instead of Pokemon, gotta good, catch them all. No, I think that's a really good tagline for God of War. Yeah. I should work for them. Bye. We'll, we'll try. We'll try to do better <laughs> next time. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.